0: Welcome everyone to the Pantheon of M. I'm your co-host Ray,
1: and I'm Evie. And Evie, what are we looking at today? We are looking at Iron Man,
0: um, uh, extremists. Right, extremists or extremists? I'm not sure what the no. I don't know what the actual interpretation of it is. Um, It's written by uh, Warren Ellis. He uh, wrote the original comic book adaptation, and this is what um, the movie Iron Man Three is actually based on. Uh, this came out three years before the film's release, mm-hmm. and they actually acknowledged that the idea for, these, for Iron Man 3 is based on actual his writing.
2: Okay.
0: And uh, the designer, the person who drew this one, is also the person who created, uh, his name is Addy Granoff. Addy, mm-hmm. uh, I hope I say it. he's Russian or, yeah. or Islamic. Adi Granoff, he actually designed seeing more Iron Man's uh, lands and his foot hits the ground and he's posing like kind of like this sort of mm-hmm. thing, that is his initial drawing. And that became one of the iconic images used for the film. And a lot of the pop art work you see with Iron Man. So when people associate with Iron Man now, that one like pose is what Addy yeah. uh, uh, created. And it's one of the coolest things you see for art. For yeah. Definitely. yeah. Uh, so that's become a staple of the Iron Man, um, lexicon, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so extremists. What is it? Basically, it's technology. It is a biotechnical uh, evolution of nanotechnology to help uh, systematically eradicate or control like disease or, or improve the human function. It's like having robots in your system to help make you function better. It, in this case, it goes on a DNA level, it like can, nano technology. Nanotechnology. Yeah, right. It can re. In this case, it can restructure your DNA. It can repair your body. It can do so many things. It's like basically having the Iron Man suit. But within, the idea was to be a medical breakthrough for, you know, clearing clogged arteries and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. But this one was a lot more deeper, intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the result of this was that Iron Man was got involved with a person who was injected with nat- uh, with extremis, and his abilities became uh, monumentally greater. His eye and hand coordination became faster. Mm-hmm. He could run great distances. His strength was optimum, well beyond the strength of like Captain America's mm-hmm. strength. It was like off the scale. Uh, he could literally breathe fire, um, hit temperatures beyond belief. Yeah. Uh, that's something that was exposed in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. until they were able to control that issue, as well as the Iron Man 3 movie, too. This character's name was Malin. Uh, he was a white supremacist uh, person who, uh, from childhood, was experiencing uh, the death of his family and, and wanted revenge mm-hmm. uh, and wanted to promote the uh, white power uh, myth- ideology. When Iron Man confronted him, uh, every blow broke Iron Man's body, like in the armor it was intense and he needed to use extremists on himself which was a way to mesh man and machine together faster and in the comics that's what ended up happening I'm not sure how much well no in the comics it's almost word, for, word verbatim uh, the idea was to get Tony to the level where his rate of thinking went in the same speed as the rate of thinking with the body of, of the armor mm-hmm. are they having a robot sense of like movement he's actually can think and move in such a quick time right. so it was like the next level of evolution for mm-hmm. Iron Man and that was the the mesh, man and machine, and that's what the purpose of um, Extremis was. Now, there's a lot of moral issues with that. There's a lot of moral ambiguity in that. Uh, that could be discussed in another day. Mm. If you want to discuss it now, we can. Uh, but it's it was a really interesting take on a very uh, on an enemy that Tony couldn't beat for the first time, mm-hmm. both intellectually as well as physically. Yeah. And it was a really it's interesting telling of how um the character is just basically just how the character uh, decides to take on the challenge because that's the kind of thing that Tony does in the movies too yeah with Ultron and, and what mm-hmm. have you so your thoughts
1: my thoughts yeah I I, I do like agree with you um, mm-hmm. it is about the melding of mm-hmm. I guess man and machine mm-hmm. uh, you know like and who would who would win mm-hmm. there's no um uh uh, going back after
0: yeah kind of like a pandora's box exactly yeah
1: you know so Mm. if we open it we better be careful Mm -hmm. because there's consequences
0: i like that there's a discussion where they go see this one guy which is led into in later on the episode he's like the dude from like the big lebowski okay who is like when they talk to him he's kind of like a technical guru who understands both the technological side as well as the uh, philosophical and chemical side right. biological side of it right and h- when he spoke to Tony and Maya who's the f- the, the person who created Extremis, mm-hmm. they had a, a, co- a coming of minds and a coming of um, m- the moralities and the benefits of all that stuff mm-hmm. so what do you think of that
1: that uh, was interesting you mm-hmm. know um, that actually she, um, she actually used Iron Man actually do something she wanted pass right you know like more uh information mm-hmm. you know and how and to make all of these other um uh, technologies mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so you know um yeah it, it you know because now she could um go on and do whatever
2: she wants i always thought it'd be you two who'd be road testing the future for us but you you're stuck in essentially punching biological structure until it gives up and does what you want. And Tony, you fiddled with some medical patents and built a superhero suit. She's the Edward Teller of biology, and you're the Dean Kamen of technology. That's not fair. Dean Kamen's done good, useful work. Yeah, but he also made the segue. Clive Sinclair made Britain a center of excellence for consumer microcomputing, but all he's remembered for is the C5 which was a segway with petals. You two are going to your graves with the epitaph almost useful. But then, so am I. What are you working on right now? Mostly, I'm taking drugs. I spend my days cooking down Illinois bundleweed into DMT and raising mushrooms. The conversation they had was interesting, like the, um, the, the drawbacks and benefits of that.
0: But yeah, I looked at him. It's funny because I saw some. Sorry, I saw some of the makings of the film and the character that that person's on. I forgot his the character's name, but uh, he looks like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, right. And the person who who does the voice looks like the person like Jeff Bridges. so when they were doing the drawings, it's what you're looking at is actually the person talking.
1: What other film uh, did you think that it was likened to you? Oh, like you know
0: uh the big lebowski Oh, based on the one guy yeah, based on no i was thinking more like battlefield earth
1: okay mm-hmm. right okay
0: so yeah so, what was you what would you what would you oh sorry we get this we get to the point where we call this a double feature where yes. we uh recommend a film that we think would be a best uh, that we recommend that would be a companion piece yeah. uh for the film that we just reviewed yes so what would be your review your empire strikes back and,
1: okay i this i don't see how how is empire strikes back related to this one uh anakin skywalker Mm-hmm. Um, getting hurt by um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fully half man going to half-man, half-machine. That's what I probably back though. Yeah. Obi-Wan's already dead. And I guess uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, my part apologies. three, yeah. No, I'm like... My apologies, No, uh,
0: no I'm like, okay, Obi-Wan, he's a ghost. Yeah. Anakin's Vader. Oh, no, okay, okay, sorry. Bad, I bad. No, I wasn't trying to, like... Oh, going up, I'm like, I'm like, I tried, okay, sorry, yeah, yeah. in that case, you yeah, make absolutely sense, okay, I'm like, I'm like you know, I'm like, I don't remember the scene,
1: yeah, <laughs> okay, it's an extra scene that they, yeah,
0: the in. bonus scene that no one saw, exactly. so, uh, yeah, So re- 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 sorry, Revenge of the Sith, you know, yeah, this is the, during the, the lava scene, the, exactly, okay. lava scene, right, right, the, the you lava know, planet, know, right,
1: you know, okay, Um. which is the birth of Vader, and yes. Vader went mm-hmm. on to, I guess, rule, like, the Empire.
0: Because so he was more man than machine exactly. in the end, right?
1: Okay. You know, I so, you. so you kind of be so so then that um his getting hurt and mm. almost dying led mm. to a new um, technology mm. which which changed the mm-hmm. changed the Star Wars world forever because you know mm-hmm. he was he he was um he actually ordered um, um Alderon blown up mm. he choked Padme and yeah. a a bunch of things mm. happened. With him being turned to, to a machine, right? The
0: yeah. Okay. Well, my official—I'm gonna give you my official like uh, okay. uh, thing. So, my official—well, uh, uh, I want to say pay per view. My official like recommendation for a double double feature okay. is RoboCop, the original okay. RoboCop.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's okay, where okay. that's where I came from. Uh, okay. It's because what happened to him like, when he lost his arm, his yeah. leg—they shot him up like twenty bull- twenty shotguns to the body. Really can do something to you, right? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. He became man and machine, right. and and he became the amalgamation of both. And then, um, and then even when they were building him, he, he, they said like you're gonna, you're gonna be a bad right. mother, right? And yeah, just yeah. and then yeah, and then that's what he had you end up being um, where, where the robot part of him that, yeah became the ultimate part of him, you know, mm-hmm. the ultimate cop. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so Robocop the one with Peter Weller the nineteen 19- yeah. eighty four or three something like that, yeah yeah, th- yeah. it was, it was ju- yeah. It was quite i mean i remember seeing it in the theaters and it was quite quite graphic it, it yeah. shocked me to, yeah, to me no too. end. yeah you know and the and making and allowing you to see that was like it was like it woke me up like mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa what am, you know so yeah. uh to go to go to that extreme and then to show you like the benefits or it depends how you look at the, of that mm-hmm. um it's extremist. yeah exactly yeah so that was my uh go-to so w- recommendations i would recommend this to my friends to go see um oh, yeah, to I watch totally. Uh it's I it's six episodes. Um I would give this a seven out of ten. Okay.
1: How how about you? Well, I would give it yeah, this maybe yeah, maybe six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um I like the way the that everything like was drawn. Like mm-hmm. the you know, mm-hmm. pencil r- Opposed. That's to
0: right. Yeah, they. I remember the animators. They w- they wanted to keep some of like the Iron Man when he's in flight in three dimension. Yeah. But then when it starts to talking and having certain uh, yeah like pieces on it two dimension. Yeah. It was done specifically for that way. Oh yeah, it was mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know what? No, I'd give it maybe a seven out of ten to be honest. It was well done. Yeah, it was well done.
0: Would you recommend this to anybody?
1: Yeah, I would. You know, mm-hmm. just um, any any um, Iron Man fan. It was well done. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I would, for sure, for sure.
0: Okay, um, I just want to mention, too, uh, the directors of this, I've this is this, Joe and Mark, uh, uh, there are companies called Magnet Dreams, and the, mag- the president is also one of the directors on it.
1: Okay.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. I thought it was really well done. I like I the music on it, too. It's very dramatic, yeah. like especially in the opening credits sure. and stuff. Um, I think just in terms of um, Marvel Knights, because this is part of the Marvel Knights uh Anthology of stories because okay. we're going to do a bunch of other Marvel Knights animations as we go along. Oh, okay. like the last the last one we did was uh, Th- Blood Brothers, Thor and Loki. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And uh, again, whenever you watch, this, I think it's just gonna be I think it's just gonna be one cartoon movie, and mm-hmm. it's like a, a, a short string of stories, mm-hmm. or uh, one story but stretched over a course of six episodes. Okay. So, uh, do you like that format? Just I don't know the curiosity.
1: Um, no, no, I like. You know, just give me the whole cartoon. Yeah. Don't slow me
0: down yeah. with like six parts. You're right. That is the one thing that annoyed me. It's like I just want to have one, like one, st- like hour-long movie. Or yeah, they could have made it like a short film, like 70 minute, and then mm-hmm. go. But yeah, it yeah that's that's my only drawback. It, that's why it's not an eight. <clears throat> in right. my opinion, that's where like that that half marker is like you you. Uh, why do I gotta watch this thing over again? Exactly. I was like, I know, I know this is what happened to the guy. I know this is what... Okay,
1: but that's that's just me. Yeah, hold right. no oh. no, Seriously. No, I do agree with you. Well...
0: What do you think about the voices, too? Like, do you think the voices match the characters?
1: Some of them, no. Yeah, which but ones? I don't know. I guess... Um, I don't know. I think the guy in the Hawaiian shirt or mm-hmm. whatever, he didn't match from oh. what I think.
0: Okay. No, I just thought he was more like the dude, and he matched the dude. I just okay. thought Stark's voice was kind of like. I, I don't know if that was the right voice for mm-hmm. the character. I know when we did the uh, uh, um, Iron Man, Hulk, and we did the uh, Heroes United,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it was the guy who did Talbot and um, Adrian Pascar, okay. ba- ba- pa- Pascar, the guy from Heroes, and uh, mm-hmm. he, he played Talbot on Agents of Shield. Oh, okay, he did the voice for Tony Stark. Oh wow. and then not even necessarily knowing who the actor is, but just listening to the voice. Okay. For Stark, I thought, no, it really works with character. Okay. It works really well with the uh, the character. Okay. And, then with, and then with this one, it's it's just, I don't know if it's laid back or methodical, but there's something about the voice in this one I don't connect too well with. But
1: Well, the lady's voice you was know, mm. kind of like a mm. bit more upbeat. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know. I don't think it and, it... and
0: Henson's voice, I didn't think was too well. I think it's because I'm looking at the film thinking of the movie and then seeing the actor and then seeing this portrayal of Henson
1: yeah.
0: it seemed a little strange but then Henson Jensen, or Jensen in, even in the Invincible Iron Man didn't look too normal either like, Yeah, yeah no, it's just, uh, I guess it's just a matter of how you interpret the character to what you see sure. personal, personal preference okay. um, but with that I got nothing else to say same here okay well we ask you to hit subscribe at the bottom of the screen we love to hear uh, any of your comments so please subscribe and list any comments you want to say uh, recommendations or films that we should review should, that we should be reviewing or talk yeah. about. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And but until then, uh, we'll talk to you later. I am Ray. I'm Evie. Take. care.